Hello, and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is still true and directly relevant in our lives. If you would like to know more on what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Are you rejoicing? Yes. I got to share a story with you. I, I, I gave you how yesterday when uh, we read the scriptures with my, my children and we talked about rejoicing, you know, and going through a hard time, we start singing rejoice, you know, and last night, my son Levi, I'm sitting here at the computer doing a few false things and, and then it, who was in the cabins? Okay, okay, you know, if you're in the cabin, you may be in the, in the restroom, but you're still in the room. Okay? Okay. And so, <laughs> and so I, he, he walks into the, he looks at me and goes, Dad, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm okay, go ahead, you know. He goes in there, all of a sudden he goes, Enjoy! <laughs> and, then, and then I go, Levi, are you happy? He goes, So, I think my son got the message about rejoicing. <laughs> amen, amen. Now, uh, uh, how many of you are here tonight when you were not here last night? Quite a few. And I know we have several who are still setting up tents and stuff, and we can, if I'm not mistaken, we have several going to be coming in for the weekend. Uh, here's our situation. We, have, we don't know the details exactly yet. But um, in our recording last night, our camera cut off halfway through. Oh. So I'm going, oh, you know, so we're going to put these on the, on the website. So what we're going to do is, for those who have not seen it and those who may want to see that teaching again, I think either, uh, either on Shabbat or on Sunday, sometime on Sunday, we'll do that message again. And, and my son says, are you going to do home run again too? So yes, I'll do home run again too. It's funny, I I have to tell you that my children all last week were saying, Okay, Dad, you're doing home run. When? When are you going to do this one? Are you going to do it tonight? No, do it for us right now, Daddy. (laughs) I get that all the time. And so so they've been looking forward to that kind of stuff just as much as anyone else. And it's so funny because doing the human videos is is a, a joy for me. I love doing them. And I have found that... They are for children from age 2 to 99. You know, because we all receive it. Because when things are made simple, we all get it. You know what I'm saying? When it's simple like that, it's kind of fun. Well, in that mindset, let me check my notes real quick. Make sure I'm not forgetting anything before I get to start too long. No. I want to start off tonight with another one. This one is very funny. And I enjoy it. And I hope and pray you will too. Now, I have a question. How many has ever heard a child say, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Okay, how many has ever heard an adult say, nah, nah, nah? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you even said it, okay. <laughs> now, you know, there, there is an, uh, uh, a dignified way of saying that as well. You know what that is, don't you? Told you so. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. So, well, this is a song, and it's called 
That's the name of the song. Now, the whole mindset of the song, just to kind of give you an idea, it comes from the perspective of what if, just, just what if the phrase nana 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 was around when the Bible was being written? Who would have said it? And how would they have said it? So I ask that you, again, let's use your imagination. Have, let your hair down, have some fun. It's just all of us tonight. And enjoy the song. Now, I, I have a request. Oh, I want to say, who were sitting on, on this side last night who actually joined Moses in the way? I say thank you. Okay. Now, um, tonight, I really need you. This is a sing-along at the end. At the end of the song, you'll hear the singer saying, everybody sing along, okay? I'm asking you, as silly as you may feel, please join in. All right? All right, cool. You all right? Really loud. More? Out across the desert, you could hear a fearful noise. The raving of a giant who had thunder in his voice. Send your strongest warrior down. God's people heard him say. And the youngster with a slingshot head up Goliath's way. Goliath roared in the A boy of David's size. But that was just before the stone hit square between his eyes. And then the earth beneath him to
Tonight, our text. Could you join me with 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3? We were talking about a couple years ago when we first came to the understanding of that the first book of the Bible is just as valid, if not more valid, than the back of the book. The book. And we were talking about it with a bunch of friends, and, and my wife was sitting, oh, by the way, I haven't introduced my family at all. My wife is... Did she leave me? Oh, there she is. <laughs> Stand up, Angela, just for a second. This is my wife, Angela. We've been married for 23 years. Firstborn daughter is Nicole Marie. Nicole's raised up for whatever guys. Nicole Marie, she's 13. And then Nadia Rose is right here. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, do I have And then my youngest is Mr. Levi Payton right there. Very good. So we were, we were talking about, you know, coming to the truth. And wow, that's just this amazing, you know. And... My wife said something so profound, I don't even think she realized how what it really meant. And she goes, you know, I love the New Testament, and it's great. Confusing at times, but it's great. But in reality, if you think about it, it's just the commentary for the truth. That's right. This is the truth, and this is the commentary about the truth. So that's something I love to think about. It. Okay, let's look at 1 Timothy, part of the New Testament. This is Paul talking, and he says very clearly... Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Tonight, the title has been changed, and it is simply titled, In Training. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We are so thankful for all that you have been to us, all you have done to us. We deserve nothing. Literally, we deserve nothing. But yet you have reached out to us. And I am so thankful for this body of believers that you brought together to this night, this week. I pray, Father, that you speak to us tonight. Father, I pray that you use me in spite of me. I pray, Father, that every single one of us will hear from your throne. Open our ears, open our hearts. Please, Father, let the words that come out of my mouth be the words that come straight from your throne. I pray, Father, that you will speak to every single heart where they are at. We are, I know, we all know that we're at different stages of our walk. We pray, Father, that you speak to every single one of us, be it a little, be it a lot. Whatever applies into our life tonight, Father, let us take it and run with it and be doers of your word and not just hearers only. In Yeshua's name we ask, and everyone agree by saying, Amen. amen and amen. Who likes to go through hard times? <laughs> we all join around prayer for this lady. <laughs> you know nothing else. Okay. Okay. Now, however, you know, I gotta say something. She's right. Yes. Hard times come for a reason in our lives. You know, I once heard it said that, well, tribulation worketh patience. So don't pray for patience. <laughs> the scripture is true that it says tribulation worketh patience. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't say it builds patience. It works patience. 
It wears you out, man. You get done with the way of day of work. What are you? You're stronger? No, you're... <laughs> Tribulation worketh patience. Wisdom delivers patience. Delivers patience. When you go through a hard time, I just... Talk to someone who's, who's up in years and to someone who's not in years, who's 20, 30, whatever. The difference is calm, cool, and collective. Over here. <laughs> That's where we are like. You know, when there's just, just relax, it's all good. No, no, just can't do this, this. Just relax, it's all good. Wisdom. So, hard times. No one wants to go through them, but what drives you to your knees in prayer? Hard times. What makes you re-examine your life? Hard times. What gets you to clean sin out of your life? Hard times. Hard times. So do we need hard times? Yes. So, good for you. Now, did you know hard times can come from the Father? Yes. You mean he doesn't want me living on, on rose petals and everything every day of my life? No. <laughs> Hate to crush the uh, pipe dream there, but no, he doesn't. Now, at the very least, hard times are allowed by Yahweh. We have to we have to get kind of that confession that he at least allows them. Now, consider Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves and punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Continuing, verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Now, it says endure hardship as discipline. For the most part, we tend to lean that discipline is a result of something, of doing something wrong. And the discipline is the punishment for that wrong. You know what I'm saying? We always say the word discipline. Oh, you're going to be disciplined. Because what? Well, you just something wrong. Okay. So discipline, that's our mindset many a times. But this isn't always the case. I mean, here, I think it this way. Do we want to be a disciple of Yeshua? Yes. Okay. Yeshua walked the Torah perfectly. He showed us how to walk Torah perfectly. He lived it. He taught it. That was all he did, okay? And uh, I'm sure why we'll get into more of the misconceptions that, you know, they say, well, he's taught you don't have to do this now, and you don't have to do that now. Um, we can address all that in our Q&A, and I can promise you it'll be brought up. All the misconceptions. Well, here's the thing. If you believe Yeshua broke the law, then you, you just made your spotless lamb spotted. And he died on the cross for nothing. Okay? So, he was perfect. Now, so, we want to be a disciple of Yeshua. Then does that mean we start training to be like Him? Yes. We start disciplining ourselves. Discipline. We all go through discipline. What son doesn't go through discipline? So discipline isn't necessarily a sap in the face or doing something wrong. Discipline is going through training yourself. Amen? Now, next verse. Verse 9. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. 
How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. Verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. For those who have been trained by it. Now, the question is this. Are you in training? Yes. Please don't go AOL. Don't go AOL. Stay in the training. He's not finished with us. Every day, every day we need to be in training. Now, this is an image of an elbow. And a few years ago, three years ago, three and a half now, I came down with an extreme severe case of tennis elbow. Has anyone ever had tennis elbow? It hurts. And it's kind of funny. We used to make fun of people who had tennis elbow. Ooh, playing tennis too hard, huh? Oh man, tennis elbow is excruciating. If you got a bad case of it. And I had a bad case of it. Matter of fact, the doctor looked at me and goes, he goes, I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a case here like you. He goes, you've really got it bad. And I had it bad in both arms of all things. You know, my I, I worked at an electric company and we, we lifted heavy things all the time and evidently I was lifting wrong, abusing my arms, not realizing it, you know. And it was not fun. Now, you would think, well, you know, you just got to stretch it out and stuff like that. For weaker cases, yes, that's really all you got to do for that is to stretch them out and go through different stretching. But if you have a bad case, you have to go through what I went through. And let me just give you a brief little example of what I had to do. So, and I didn't know this. He said, seriously, come in here and oh, and the place was I was at, you know, like in your own private room. It's a big open room, really nice place, I mean, extremely nice place. But you got this chair, I'm sitting in this chair, and all of a sudden the doctor brings out his assistant and they got all these ice packs and stuff. I'm going, what's all the ice packs for? <laughs> Oh, no, no worry about here. It's all good. Okay. Okay, Nisi, I need you to put your arm right here and put your arm right Okay. Got it. Right, guys. Okay. And then, yeah, a nurse comes up, stands behind me, puts her hands right here. It's going to be okay. Hang on. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are encouraging words. It's going to be okay. Now, so... And then all of a sudden, the doctor says, okay, this is going to this is gonna hurt a little bit. Never trust a doctor when he says it's going to hurt a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, really? I mean, really. Define little. Well, he starts digging with his thumb, massaging. I'm really, I'm, I'm <laughs> I started crying. And... I really started crying. And, I'm, I'm, and then I'm like, and all of a sudden the lady goes, it's, it's okay, it's gonna be okay. No, it's not! <laughs> Tell me it's gonna be good, you know? <laughs> Let's change seats, I'll give you It's gonna be good, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on! But no, I, so I, I'm, I'm standing there, I'm sitting there, and literally, and that was, he did it for like, I'm gonna say three minutes, that felt like 20 minutes. And then I go, and then he gets he gets done. They put the ice pack on, they wrap the ice pack on, real really tight, you know. 
And normally I would say that would hurt, but wow, it felt good. And then the doctor had this chair with wheels on it. So he could conveniently roll right over to arm number two. <laughs> and he goes on it again. And I mean, I mean, folks, I was crying. I mean, and the, the head doctor was walking by. He looked at me and goes, yeah, I know. I go, yeah, now you tell me. <laughs> and then he, he came to me after a while. And I go, doctor? He goes, yeah. This, he's Dr. Mark, I says, um, I need to pull my wallet out for you. And he goes, okay, well, what's going on? He goes, I need to give you my, my man card. Because I, I lost my manhood today. I cried in front of everybody. <laughs> but the point is this. I went through a ton of pain. Now today, I can use my hands great. Why? Because I went through the pain. There are times we have to go through pain. It's not fun. It's not wanted. And sometimes we think, surely this is not needed. But it is. And we know the times when the Father has taken us through something that He's going to pull us through. Now, at the same time, sometimes pain is self-inflicted. See the roller coaster? Okay, in case you didn't know, we're, we're, uh, we've been visiting family and stuff a lot this last few weeks. And we were in the St. Louis area, and we got to visit Six Flags Over Mid-America. Six Flags Over Mid-America has a ride simply titled Batman. And my, my daughters, it's, well, Leroy was too young, or too little, but they wanted to ride the Batman ride. And I looked at them, and I go, are you nuts? And so, we walked, that was the first ride we went to, and who went on it? It was Mama, Nicole, and Nadia, because I was not going to do it. And so, they did it, had fun, and you're seeing all these people, oh, that was so much fun, and laughing and giggling, and all this other kind of stuff. Well, end of the day, start wrapping up, and all of a sudden, the two girls talked me into going on the background ride with them. Yeah, exactly. So, as we get on the ride, it's funny because there was no line. Because it's, it's fall time, you know, no one's there. We literally walked up and we waited two times just to get the front row. And so, two minutes of waiting, we get front row. And so, we, the, the, the train, or you want to call it, stops there. And all of a sudden, the, the door opens, you walk in. And I'm walking, I'm going, oh my dear father, what am I doing? <laughs> Father, what am I doing here? And then Nadia looks over and goes, Dad, are you going to scream with us? <laughs> and I looked over and go, Probably. <laughs> and the ride starts. <laughs> Dear Father, what am I doing on this thing? Did I really get on this? Am I dreaming? <laughs> nope, not dreaming. <laughs> Sometimes pain is self-inflicted. Because <laughs> on that ride, I can just hear that still small voice saying, Don't do so. That's exactly right. Now, here's, I want to give an example. Because when we were in Spokane, Washington, we were visiting family. And they had 
uh, a fair, uh, 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 the county fair or whatever, and there were some rides. And all my children wanted to go to rides. That's good. Anything that spins, normally roller coasters I can handle, but that just spins and spins and spins. Okay, this is not for me, okay? So, my children wanted to do one. So we had some rides there. I might share some pictures with you here. Now, this is a great picture of, of my three children and a cousin. This is their cousin. And look at those faces. Can you get a good picture? Can you see them real good? They're all having an absolute blast. Okay, they're having a good time. Now, so my, now my children have a great time being together with their cousin. Now, here's a question. Do you think all those faces stay like that? No. Well, let's go to the next shot. Do you see one maybe change? <laughs> okay. This is, this is like maybe 60 seconds into it, okay? Now, now and I, I promise you, she was, she was hanging in there like a trooper, you know? I started out all with giggles and fun, you know? And, and all of a sudden, the second or third time around, I'm going, oh, she's not having a good time. You know? And so then, but now, let's continue with it. Yeah, it's, it's starting to get a little more serious. She's looking at me like, oh no, you know, and, and me and Angie are on the side, and what can we do but laugh? We can't do anything. We're both going, oh my gosh, she's not going to make it. I, I, there's really nothing you can do. And so, and we knew she was going to go, she, we knew she was going to make it through it. Okay, one way or the other. Okay. No, she was going to make it. Now, now, and let's not forget the scripture that says, you know, and it came to pass. You know, it says it a lot in the scripture. Do you know that? And it came to pass. Meaning what? It passed. Okay? It passed. This too shall pass. Whatever you're going through, say this phrase, and this too shall pass. Remember, because it's going to pass. Eventually, you'll get through this. Now, the next picture really exemplifies all of us with the Father. Yeah, it got a little more serious. If you can see real close, just on the corner, she's going, God, I can't take anymore. <laughs> and finally, she was off. Now, now Nadia wasn't the only one who got herself into something that she did that just didn't quite work out. Okay? So, I'm going to show this next picture. This is my son, Levi. Look at that face. Oh, my stars. Is he having a great time or what? Can you see it okay? Yeah. I mean, he has got, I mean, we're talking a grin like grin could be. Now, let me show you stage two. Yeah, it got a little more serious. You can see he's thinking, I'm not sure I'm liking this anymore. That huge smile left, and then we get to stage three. Oh. You can just see he's going, oh, I don't know about this ride. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God and enjoy, than enjoy the pleasures of the sin for a season. This is talking about Moses, actually. This is choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God is what he did, than to enjoy the pleasures for sin for a season. Here's the thing. It has its pleasures, but only for a season. I mean, you're gonna like that right at first. Oh, it's a, and then the, that pleasure leaves quick, doesn't it? Yeah. It all starts off with fun and games, and then, and then it's over. Now, here's the thing: 
The Father is more concerned about your character than he is your comfort. Take it or leave it. It's the truth. He's more concerned with your character than he is your comfort. That's easy to say. It sounds nice, but when you're going through it, ooh, man, it's not fun. Now, Yahweh is not there going. Are you guys doing okay today? I hope you are. Are you all? Are you, oh, get over my little boy. You are so good as you are. I'm sorry. Yahweh does not treat us that way. And I thank him for that. He treats us like a heavenly father should, like all fathers should. Now, what happens in you, write this down, what happens in you is far more important than what happens to you. What happens in you is far more important than what happens to you. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like he wants us to be in constant pain and torture. It's not the issue. But he does want us to grow up. Amen or oh me. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. Pain is inevitable, misery is optional. What we choose to do with that pain determines much for our lives. You need to write that down. What we choose to do with that pain determines much for our lives. And yes, we choose. The actions that we do, we choose. Now, I'm reminded of Joseph. You know, he's sold by his brothers. He's put in prison for doing absolutely nothing wrong, mind you. Okay? Now, he could have let bitterness rise. And to be honest with you here, he could very well have been legitimate. It could have been legitimate. He could have held on to anger, fury, and you name it. Because he had every right for it. His brothers... I'm going to pause here for a second. This is not my notes. Did you know... And I forgot I this thing. I wish I had it, I had it down. In the Torah... It is against the Torah to sell a brother or a sister as a slave. Did you know that? Yes. So his brothers broke Torah. He knew that. And this is why I really believe it's very plausible that I think Dad knew. He knew. He knew the jealousy. He knew what was between them. And he let it go. Now, was he thinking they killed him? Did he think, what? I don't know. But I think he knew something was up. And so here's Joseph in a dungeon. But because, I believe, of his attitude through his hard time, the father elevated him up. And he tested that willingness several times because he kept getting in trouble, but it wasn't his trouble. <laughs> And then he becomes second in command over all Egypt. Now, if he chose to let that bitterness, that anger, that hurt, that rage to grow in him, when he had every right to do so, do you think the father would have continued his rising to, to second in command? I really believe the father could have, you know, just found someone else, maybe. But at the same token, we know he didn't. If you're holding on to something because you think you have every right, think of what you could be missing because of those rights. On a, on a side note, this is getting out of my notes, 
If we read in Revelation chapter 3, there's a church called Laodicea. Does anyone know what the name Laodicea means? Rights of the people. If you hold on to your right, and yet I'll grant it, it's your right. And it's your right that you're going to let waste away the future that the Father has in store for you. I'm so thankful that Joseph gave us an example to let his right be pushed aside and trust the Father in what he's doing in his life. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now, seasons of the year is a great example of change. Now, seasons come and go in our life, just like every year. We have spring through winter. In our life, we have spring through winter in different seasons. We need to make sure we are not fighting the change that is inevitable in our lives. I'll say that again. Make sure you are not fighting the change that is inevitable in your life. We are creatures of habit, but seasons change in our life. Yet all too often we resist that change that the Father is trying to orchestrate. He himself is trying to orchestrate a change in your life. Are you allowing him or are you fighting him? Only you know. Now, who loves different seasons of the year? Me too. Me too. Now, how many love fall? I do. I do love fall. It's kind of funny. I, I bounce back and forth. And at springtime, I'll say, oh, it's my favorite time of the year. In the fall time, oh, it's my favorite time of the year. You know, until always cycles. Now, I'm in Costa Rica. Now it's kind of a, per a perpetual spring and summer, <laughs> almost. But, um, which is kind of funny because... The colors up here are awesome in the spring or in the fall. I mean, I keep going, oh, we could be in the middle of a sentence. I'm going, oh, red, orange, purple, green, wow. You know, all these colors of the trees. Now, so, I love the fall. But did you know, did you know in that beauty, that beauty represents death? Ever thought of that? All that beautiful, beautiful colors. Oh, wow. See, that's death. Oh. <laughs> okay. There's beauty in death. Seasons in our life come and go. Depending how we handle those changes will depend on the beauty of that death. Because you can fight God to the toenail and there will be no beauty in that fall of your life. It's up to you. You can accept that change and, and, oh, and just let God orchestrate his plans through your life. Though you may not know, you don't know how he's guiding and directing, it doesn't matter. Are you trusting him? Or you can fight it and I'll sit next thing you know, the trees fall and nothing you know, you're sticks and you're in death immediately. You're in your winter. You, you, you passed the beauty of seeing how he's going to orchestrate this change in your life to strengthen to go to death only. And then you go through that pain. Not realizing that there's a, there's a course, there's a path that he has for our life. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Okay. So the question is, are you going through a hard time? And, you, and it may not be really hard. Maybe it's real super hard right now in your life. I don't know. Question though. Are you going through a hard time? My encouragement is rise to the occasion. Pass the test. Be determined. Live life with intention. Live life with intention. Live life with the purpose that you know the Father has for you. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard and difficult it can be, 
Know and trust that he is in control. He's the one guiding the seasons of your world. Let him do it. Let him do it. A diamond is just a piece of charcoal that handled stress exceptionally well. <laughs> you have the choice to be a diamond or stay as a coal. It's up to you, up to all of us. How do we handle stress? You have to handle stress or it'll handle you. Now, consider even pearls. You know, that I've, I've heard, and I'm not sure how true it is, but pearls are found in clams. And I've heard that, you know, it's some say that, well, it's possibly created from actually a small piece of sand that gets in. And, and it creates an aggravation to that clam. And then it starts, it's like the stress, and because of the stress, and it, it's releasing these fluids and stuff, and that fluid gets stuck around the piece of grain of sand. And then it keeps forming, and forming, getting bigger and bigger, all that stuff, and it creates a pearl. Now, test that, because I've only heard about that, but I thought, how interesting, though. You know, something that we can consider a pain in our life is actually what's creating the character that we need. Are you with me? Now, we can't let something hold us back. And we've all been at phases of our life, but we've allowed something to stunt our growth. Have you not been there at one point or another? We've all been there. We must always move forward in Him. I want to say that again. We must always move forward. Don't stay the status quo. Move forward in Him. Even when you don't know where the next step is, let's not forget. You know, the psalmist says, Thy word is a light to my path and a light unto my feet. The thing is this. Uh, um, it's a light to the path to the feet. Right here, the Word of God is for this. All too often, we want to make the Word of God a super high-powered flashlight that shines down the pathway. Ooh, hey, watch out for that one. No, it's right here. One step at a time. Don't worry about the future. Amen? Amen. So, now, I like this. Sometimes the thing that is holding you back is all in your head. <laughs> How true. Sometimes we think, oh my stars, I can't move any forward. When... Look at it. Look at the situation. Really? Sometimes, you, you know, and, and the thing of it is, I, I look at this picture, and it's just, it blows me away, because chances are, you, you think of a horse. When he, when he gets off, the, he's used to the, the rider tying that, the thing up around his, uh, something hard in front of him. Every time. Ten times a day, twenty times a day. Every day of the week. So one day, the rider goes, well, I'll just put on this little white chair. Because of habit and what he's used to, he's thinking he can't move. How often has that happened to us? All the time, the father's saying, um, you can go now. You know what I'm saying? We need to keep moving forward in him. When hard times come, don't just sit there. Keep moving in him. Circumstances are allowed in our lives for our own good, to encourage us to grow from where we are at and not just to let us stay in the status quo of our lives. Oh, but Steve, they did me wrong. You can overcome. But Steve, you don't understand it. They did me so wrong. Life goes on. Steve, you don't get it. They did this and that. He's the judge, not you. Steve, come on now. I'm telling you, they did this, they did that. 
join the club. Steve, they did this to me though. They did that. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. They did me so wrong, Steve. Yep. Do you really think he didn't see it coming? Do you really think he didn't see it coming? Oh, it caught you by surprise. It caught you off guard. Blindsided you like you would have never surprised and expected it. He saw it. <laughs> How many years ago? All things work together for the good. Romans 8.28 Now, in case you didn't know, there's one word that is not, listen closely, one word that is not in Yahweh's vocabulary. Are you ready for what that word is? One word you will never find in Yahweh's vocabulary. That word is, oops. <laughs> Yahweh will never say oops. I mean, let's face it. Yahweh's not going to be up here going, oh, oh, hey, Gabriel, get over here. Hey, what happened down here? Hey, come on. Oh, oh, I didn't, it was Michael. Michael, hey. Whoa, hey, that's not Michael. That's his category. Doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. Yahweh is in charge. Is he in, or is he not? He is. He is in charge. Now, we can live our lives drowning in sorrow. Oh, woe is me. Or we can pick up the pieces and make something really cool. How many of you ever played with Legos? I love Legos. I mean, man, your imagination can fly. And it's so funny because my children love them. And, you know, it's we get the boxes and sometimes we'll make what's on the box. You know, and other times the pieces just get blended in. And then we just have a heyday making this. Oh, I'm making that. Dad, how'd you do that? I don't know. Yeah, give me a second. I'll figure it out. You know, we're having fun making cool things out of things that were just broken from yesterday. If your Legos get broken, don't sit there and start crying. Obviously, the father knew they were going to get broken. So take those pieces. Either try it. If he tells you to make it, put it back. Or start all over and fresh and new. Make something cool. Make something different. Change is cool. But yet we're creatures of habit. We don't like change, do we? But sometimes the father says, move forward. I love this quote. Don't pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men. Don't pray for tasks equal to your powers or abilities. Pray for powers or abilities equal to your tasks. Philip Brooks. I like that saying. You know why I like that saying? Because it's, a, it's illustrated in the scriptures. Consider. Acts 4.29. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word. Oh, God, they're not letting us do it anymore. What are we going to do? <laughs> they didn't do that. They said, Father, give us the strength to go against the flow. No matter what the world says, we can't do it. What this person's doing to us, yeah, they wronged us. Father, give me the wisdom to move forward in my life, obeying you every day. That's what we need to be praying for. Not praying, God, can you just, just strike him with lightning? <laughs> <laughs> 
What good is that going to do? Is that going to do it? It's make a dusty cloud. That's all it's going to do. The Father wants us to move forward in Him. We are in training. Acts 4.31 After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. All believers are obligated to, to the Father to make the most of their lives. I'll say that again. All believers are obligated, I say it again, obligated to the Father to make the most of their lives. We are to make everything count for Him. Everything, you know, you know, this life that we are living, it's not ours. It's His. There's a song, there's a, 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 an old group called Second Chapter of Acts. It used to be one of my favorite, actually still is one of my favorite groups. And they, as a song, and it's in the words, it says, no one can take my life away because I already gave my life to Him. It doesn't matter what you do to me. It's not mine, it's His. I'm living His life. That's doing the best I can following after Him. Now, we are, we are supposed to seize the day. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Don't give up. Don't give up. If you fall down, get back up. Years ago, we had just gotten married. I'm on my way home from work. And I see this lady walking on the sidewalk. Because I'm just driving. Just in passing. And she fell. And I saw her fall. I, go, <gasps> I felt horrible for her, you know. And immediately, well, she got back up. pushes herself off, you know, and kept moving. But how often in the spiritual world when we fall, we just sit there. <laughs> I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> Get up and start walking again. One foot in front of the other, and it happens that way. He wants us to keep moving, to keep training in Him. If you fall down, get back up. Get back up. I want to say it again. Get back up. These are my children, my two youngest ones. We're, I guess it was earlier this, this year, actually. And we went to the beach. We don't get to go there very often at all, even though we live in Costa Rica. Um, there were some people giving surfing lessons. And, and so this guy walks up and says, hey, your kid, I can teach them how to surf. I'm going, yeah, right. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, i tell you what. It'll be, I forgot. It was really a good price. I was shocked. I was like, maybe for both children, it was like, you know, $40 or something like that. And he says, in one hour, I'll have both of your children surfing. If they're not surfing, I'll give you your money back. Hey, let's see it happen, dude. I'm going to get my money back, you know what I'm saying? Well, then this happened. But here's the thing. How often do you think they fell? Do you think they went, forget it, I can't do this, this is too hard. Because they saw other people riding these surf waves. I mean, I th these weren't huge waves. We're talking two, three, four, maybe a five-footer every once in a while, okay? But mainly the twos and threes, okay? But they saw these guys staying on the board, and we're talking 20, 30, 40, 50 yards just cruising. And they're having fun. And they're going, they're focused because they knew what they wanted to accomplish. Now, the question is for us in our everyday life, 
What do you want to accomplish? And how determined are you? You can give up. You can sit and cry like, like Joseph had every right to. And you may have every right as well. But think of what you're giving up if you do. You can be second in command, if you will, if you stay faithful to him. He wants us to stay faithful to him. Our text. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Don't give up on your training. Stick to it. Until he returns, stick to it. Don't give up. Every day we are to continue in hell. Now, I had completely forgot what I wanted to do tonight, and you need to forgive me here. This is what I ask you to do. When, over tonight, I'm going to ask you to write down on a piece of paper. Only you are to see this. Now, I can't make you do this, but I'm asking you to. I don't want your spouse to see it. I don't want your best friend to see it. Only you. And I'm asking you to write down everything that you know is holding you back. Everything, maybe you're holding a grudge towards someone. Maybe you're, maybe you failed in this area other, and you've allowed that failure to impact your life to the negative and not walking forward in hell. And only you know those things. Only you know what's keeping you from progressing in the training that he wants us to walk in every day. So what I'm asking you to do is to do that tonight. Write it down. And maybe it's one thing. Maybe it's ten things. I don't know. You do. Now, this is what I'm asking you to do. After you do that, you look at it. And then you ask yourself, is this all there is? Because a lot of times, there's more. But, you know, when you see it on paper in black and white, man, it looks so evil. It looks so wrong. Because it is. There's things we have to be honest with ourselves. And when you do that, fold it up. And when you get time around a fireplace, a fire pit, and to coat, pull it back out. You look at it and say, Father, I want it out. I want it gone. Throw it in that fire and you watch it burn. And let it burn out of your life. Don't hold on to it anymore. Folks, we're in the last days. Okay, let me rephrase. It seems like we're coming upon the end times. We don't have time to hold on to things that's holding you back. He wants to move in every single one of us. Every single one of us. He wants to move. Maybe great big things, maybe little bitty things. It doesn't, if he wants me to be faithful in the smallest things in the world, I pray that I'm faithful in those smallest things. If I don't get any credit, any glory, it doesn't matter. Life's too short. I want, when I walk in front of him, he goes, Steve, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. Amen. Folks, I really mean it tonight. I, I, I hope and pray you do this. Take a piece of paper, pen, pencil, whatever it takes, and you write down the things that you know are holding you back. Whatever it is, whatever it is, fold it up. No one sees but you and the Father. And then you pray, Father, remove it. And throw it away. And watch it burn. Watch it burn. Because that's it. Leave it. It's leaving your life. 
You've got to do this. I pray, I hope and pray that you do. Endure hardship. Endure hardship. No matter what is giving you a hard time, your walk, don't give up on your walk. Take charge and fight. Yeah, I said fight. Every day is a training day for the next day. The day, today was a training day for tomorrow. Did you know that? Tomorrow will be a training day for the next day. And the next day. And the next day. And let's not forget, folks, John 10.10. 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. If the enemy comes knock on your door to deceive, don't just leave him. Oh, wait, come on in. He wants us to fight. Our training is every day. Fight with a passion. Fight with a passion. And that means fighting yourself. Be honest with yourself. And don't give up on your training. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we love you. We praise you. Father, we love you. I ask, Father, right now that tonight as we as we um, break here and only to have more fellowship and more fun with one another and learning and growing to get to know one another, I pray, Father, that you're, you're still small voice so we speaking to us with all the things that you have mentioned to us tonight. Help us, Father, to apply them to our lives. Whatever was for me can be totally cast aside, but whatever you spoke into all of our lives, Father, tonight, let us not you know, treat it lightly. Help us, Father, to be honest with ourselves. If we can't be honest with ourselves, Father, who can we be honest with? Help us, Father, as we, we examine our life to say, okay, look, what do I need to do? What do I got to get out of here? What do I got to change? What do I got to let go? Am I, am, I, am I preventing a season in my life, Father? Whatever it may be, help us, Father, to be open and honest with you tonight. And help us, Father, to get it out and to burn it away. We want to hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We love you, Father. We thank you again for all of your, your, your grace and your mercy. Father, if it's not for your grace and your mercy, where would we be? Oh, why? We love you. We praise you. We thank you again. And Father, may you be magnified and glorified in all of us tonight and from this day forward. In Yeshua's name, would everyone agree by saying, Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Genesis, we learn that the sun, moon, and stars are the perfectly ordained timepieces of our Creator. Each, of course, are designed to teach us how to biblically calculate the days, months, and years. Yet, there is so much confusion. Orthodox Jews have a version of the biblical calendar. Karaite Jews have a version of the biblical calendar. Even still, many more have their own versions of the biblical calendar. How are we to make sense of all this? There are few topics that inject more confusion into the body of the Messiah than trying to understand the calendar. How can we all be one when we are all divided? How are we to calculate His appointed times? What does the Word of God really teach? His Word teaches that two to three witnesses establish a matter. 
we bring you the witnesses and ask you to test everything. Watch in amazement as the Torah, the prophets, and our Messiah all teach in one accord, the one true biblical calendar. Time, our Creator's calendar series. For more information, visit us at testeverything.net. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations. 119 Ministries is now available in Roku, Apple TV, Google TV, Xbox Live, and more. You can now access dozens of free video teachings straight from your home television in the comfort of your home. If you would like to learn more, please visit us at testeverything.net.